0: This episode is sponsored by
1: My Local CFO, helping you build stronger growth by connecting your financial picture to your operational goals. Follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn at My Local CFO or visit their website at www.mylocalcfo.com.
0: It's the more than I do podcast with Derek and Sherelle. Super excited to be with you today. How are you doing, babe? I'm
1: doing okay. How about yourself?
0: I am doing fantastic. (laughs) Listen, you know why I'm doing fantastic? Why are you doing fantastic? Because we have some awesome, awesome guests on for you today. If you're new to the more than I do podcast, this is where we talk about being married and in business. Why?
1: Because no one else is talking about it. No
0: one else is talking about it. And hey. We've got nine years in business and 16 years married, and we feel like we got something to say. We
1: definitely have something to
0: say. I think we have something to say. So we started this podcast. So welcome, whether you're listening to the live, virtual live version, or you're listening on Spotify or any other audio that we have out there. Mm -hmm. We thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Yes. Now, today, Mm -hmm. new beginnings. New beginnings. You know, as we go through life, there's always new beginnings. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And what comes with new beginnings?
1: Something ending.
0: Something ending. Something ending. And a lot of times it brings grief whether we know it does or not. That's true. You know, I heard the saying of, in order for something new to be birth, you have to die to something else. Even a baby coming in, they're dying to the womb to be birthed into the world.
1: Yeah, that is just the evolution of life. Something has to die for something else to be born.
0: Absolutely. So we've got two people who are very special to our hearts yes they are Dan and Nancy. Nancy yes and you know what about Dan and Nancy what's that I love them so much <laughs> I love their story and I just love them but they're grief counselors
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then they're probably they've got some they got some other stuff attached to their name but I'm gonna let you let them tell you those other things <laughs> that are attached to their name I'll mm-hmm. give you the plain version okay is that all right
1: That's fine with me.
0: So let us tell you a little bit about Dan and Nancy so we can get started talking with them. Let's do it. All right. So Dan and Nancy Loeffler are the founders of Being With Greek.
1: In November of 2000, they lost their 17-year-old daughter, Leah, in a car accident.
0: Nancy crumbled.
1: Dan tried to shove his feelings in a mental compartment.
0: Both had to learn how to grieve and reclaim their lives and their marriage. They have been married for over 44 years. Their grief journey redefined their marriage and brought them together in business.
1: Being with Grief, the name of their company, is a life force for everyone affected by grief. It is about compassion, grief survivors being a source of energy, optimism, knowledge, and support for the grief-stricken.
0: It is about the first smile, the first laugh, and it's about the ability to choose a meaningful, purposeful, and joyful life despite living with loss.
1: The Being With Grief team is there every step of the way so you don't have to go through it alone and wonder how you'll ever feel normal.
0: Together they They walk walk you through your emotions so you can eventually live a full life again. again. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan and Nancy Yes. Butler.
2: Hey! Hello,
1: guys. Hello, oh, hello.
2: How are you doing? I'm great, I'm great, it's good to be here. Yes, good to, good to have you. Absolutely,
0: Thank absolutely. You. Yes, welcome. Listen, I know that our viewers right now are listening to that story And they are like, what in the world? Yeah. 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 It was, I'm sure it was a lot to take in. So I'm going to ask you, number one, you've been married over 44 years. Yes, we have. So what's the secret sauce? (laughs)
2: Well, the secret sauce is staying current, staying, staying, don't uh, talk to each other about what's going on.
3: Communicate. Yeah, definitely. Um,
2: And allowing each other to be who we are Mm -hmm. that that's a that's a tricky
0: one right there allowing each other to be who they are dan tell me about that
3: well uh i think it uh starts with um uh your routines and how you um navigate those um uh routines so that things don't stay fresh and Mm um um you constantly look for the, um, the response to keep it fresh. You know, um, uh, it's one of the things that uh, we do when we're um, when we're off camera, and uh, <laughs> we we have a lot of fun. Um, we have dance parties. We um, we still date. <laughs> and and uh, try to keep um, that uh, romance going. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely.
3: Yeah,
0: absolutely. So you know, I have a question, another question about this to Nancy. So now he told us his side. What's your side to this?
2: Well, it's really important. This isn't something that we came into our marriage knowing. However, we at some point, we realized that we needed to each accept who the other one was so that we could grow together. And that may sound counterintuitive. However, if I was trying to make Dan into who I wanted him to be, and he was trying to make me into who he wanted me to be, we wouldn't still be here. We each needed to be strong in our own identity, not only to... Uh, come through a marriage but to come through that grief journey that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. earlier on yeah yeah did you guys
1: did you guys find that you were trying to convert or change each other in the beginning of your marriage
2: i don't know if if, if we consciously tried to do that
3: uh-huh but i think you always uh, kind of um have a mask uh, and allowing yourself to be vulnerable to one another. Um, that is uh, probably the key uh, to keeping, um, as I said, keeping it fresh and, and uh, living authentically. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take away the masks, be yourself and um, open your heart to each other.
2: There's Mm -hmm. nothing like a loss like that to crack you open. Yeah. And um, one of the things it did for us is illuminated all those places where our marriage wasn't working. You know, we were in the throes Mm -hmm. of of, um, raising kids. Leah was 17. We didn't always have enough time for each other. And then our daughter died. And wow, everything changed our priorities, our outlook on life. And we had to make the decision if we were going to continue together in a marriage. Um, and so that gave us the opportunity to look at that much deeper.
0: Right. Wow. So yeah. I know that you talk about that. Each, each one of you had a grief. I had a grief in your own way, kind of giving each other, taking those masks off and just let, letting the person be whoever they needed to be before that you guys could help each other. Talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we each, we were both so raw and so devastated that we couldn't help each other. I turned to practices that were already a part of my life at the time and really had no idea what Dan was doing, but I, I knew intuitively that I couldn't help him. And I'll let you talk about how you handled it.
3: I guess the easiest way to put it is that, you know, life goes on. Uh, you have to pick up the pieces at some point. Mm-hmm. And um, my, uh, what I was confronted with is that uh, in order to get through my day, I had to take all of those, you know, raw emotions and kind of cram them uh, into, you know, that little, Box that I put up on the shelf, um, so that I promised myself that I was going to—I'll oh, take care of it soon. But um, the longer it stayed on the shelf, the louder um, the, the contents um, kept saying, "Now is the time!" And um, finally, I uh, had to open that box and, and deal with the stuff, and I, I think. Particularly, um, men have a difficult time wading through their stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I can definitely agree. I can agree, and I agree with that because you know we 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 try to be what we call strong, and so we're compressing all our feelings and moving through, but we don't know what the perception from the other side looks like.
3: Yeah, we're not pressure cookers, uh, and the longer we hold that stuff inside, um, the worse it can be for us. Uh, Our health and uh, uh, our behaviors, um, it can be very unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, fortunately, I was able to um, get some help, and uh, I found something that worked for me, and... um, uh, we can talk more about that but uh, I, I think the important thing was uh, you have to be willing to open the box and uh, to do the work
0: well well that's what I want to talk about really quick because Nancy you talk about uh, just had you had some outlets already and then you went and found some more outlets right they were kind of common to what you were already doing which is very common as women you know, we kind of find those places or find those groups or whatever and, and, and kind of try to figure out that way. But uh, tell us a little bit about how how did you delve further into those groups? And then, Dan, I want you to talk a little bit about how did you know it was time to take that box off the shelf?
2: Yeah, well, I I really Uh, wanted to stay isolated. I I wanted to stay in bed and eat chocolate chip cookies so that I wouldn't have to feel the pain of losing my daughter. And she wasn't going to let me do that. Uh, Shortly after she died, I received a message, and I now know that it was from her. And the message is that losing Leah was too high a price to not live the life that I was meant to live. Mm. Yeah, so uh, my life, my grief journey became about excavating that life and I turned to the practice that I talked about. It's a present moment awareness practice. And it really helped me to, Dan was talking about being with the feelings. The reason we named our company Being With Grief is because the key is being with those feelings. I learned how to be with the feelings in a way that helped me move through them instead of keeping them stuck inside and keeping them um keeping the, the, the layers of protection around my heart mm-hmm. so that I didn't have to feel them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And Dan, how'd you know to take that box off the shelf?
3: Well, like I said, the um, it got so loud, the internal uh, things, and Nancy mentioned it earlier, um, our, our life changed, our priorities changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the work that I was doing um, became a shadow of what it had been,
1: wow.
3: and um, the urgency uh, of the day to day was overcast mm-hmm. by the uh, feelings and emotions that were stuck inside that box. Mm-hmm. So uh, I knew that it was time to uh, find something that was going to help me mm-hmm. and, um, uh, because I didn't feel uh, confident to do it on my own. Yeah. And again, that was one of the reasons why um, um, we decided that part of the work that we do, uh, not only with individuals, but with couples, is okay. to... Uh, help them navigate these feelings and, um, and speak from our experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, because I know that this will help a lot of couples that are out there, you talked about it um, illuminating cracks in your marriage.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and um, and you guys had other kids, right? Leo, Leo wasn't an only child.
2: Right. Uh, we also have a a son who was 20 at the time, uh, he's 40 now, and mm-hmm. he is the father of a granddaughter. <laughs> Exciting, yes. Yeah. And we're going to get to that.
0: I want to yeah. get to that part <laughs> in a minute. But when we talk about eliminating the cracks in the marriage, I remember um, us going through three miscarriages in two and a half years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I remember what that did for us, as much as we tried to be there for each other, we both believe in totally different ways, right? Um, and we needed to. I, I understand you. I got I got to grieve first and then be able to help, um, rather than. And I think at first I tried to grieve and help, in that it didn't help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, it not. No, it 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 didn't help. And you know how I look about at it is, it's almost like the times that we're in now, the pandemic something of great tragedy, illuminate the things that weren't going right. Yeah. So how did you guys overcome that to become stronger in your marriage and in business?
2: Well, I think one of the things that we did is that we began helping others. That certainly helped us to, to become stronger. We began to have meaning and purpose again. And I think having meaning and purpose again, helped us then to be able to find joy in our marriage, in our lives. And we didn't have all those stuck emotions um, in, in, our, um, in our bodies, in our, in our hearts. When we felt sad, we were sad. Mm-hmm. We didn't say, oh, I shouldn't feel sad because then it's gonna make Dan feel bad. We were sad, we still are sad, you know, a grief journey doesn't end. We still grieve for our daughter and we feel the feelings when they arise and and then they pass. So it's kind of like, I've been using the cloud analogy. It's kind of like a cloud. When a cloud is there, it's dark, but it always moves by. Sometimes it rains, so sometimes I cry, but it always moves by and, and it's never stagnant. And so if we can allow our feelings to move through Mm. That is what helps us to be able to fully participate in our lives.
0: So it's the yeah. feelings that we try to stifle, right, that cause the
2: most problems in our lives, right? Right. And as Dan was saying, as he was stifling them longer and longer and longer, they began to get louder to get, get his attention. Mm-hmm. It seems like the the more intense than they are because they're so loud. Right. And when we start paying attention to them, they begin to quiet down mm-hmm. and soften and shift. So
0: so in that, how did you build a stronger partnership? Because you guys are strong and you build a business out of this.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I think the we always had a strong foundation in our marriage. Mm-hmm. I think that was re, we rediscovered that through this process. And we were talking about uh, as we were getting ready for tonight, we realized that, well, yes, we've Been in business together for six or seven years. We did work together in business when we were both in corporate. When we were both in construction, we both worked for the same company, and sometimes we were on the same jobs together. And we did have to interact in a business way, and I I, that really helped us prepare us without even realizing it for going into business now. Wow!
3: Yeah, anticipating each other's needs, I think, was uh, also something. that we carried over from our um, uh, corporate world, um, and you know, now when we uh, talk to people and uh, sit with them, uh, it is a we finish each other's sentences, and you know, uh, it's one of those things. I'm
2: trying that- real hard not to do that. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. So strong foundation is what I hear you, you mm-hmm. talked about first, and get going back. And it's funny because this the uh, the season that we're in is called back to the basics, mm-hmm. and it's almost like you went back to the basics of the foundation that you built together. And I think mm-hmm. that's key because a lot of marriages aren't built on fa- on strong foundations, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, because they start off with the mask and they start off yeah. with putting whatever my reality is onto you and, and all of those other things that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's something.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. And you know, it, it can be challenges trying to anticipate needs as well, because I, I know sometimes I feel like, yes, I'm on my game. I'm anticipating everything she needs. I'm right there. But then sometimes it's like, I don't think she needed. that. one
0: hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So, so as we go through this, okay. So, um, how long between when the death of your daughter and starting the business?
2: Uh, about fourteen years or so. 18 hey. or fourteen years. It was after I. Well, I I, I, I began uh, helping clients first, and then I wrote my book, and then. Dan started to help me with the back, background of, of the business, the setting up the structures and the systems and all that. And then he, uh, some uh, something called to him to become certified as a grief recovery specialist. And he said, I want to do what you're doing. And I want you to speak to that calling. But it was really, that was a turning point for us because we can both offer a different perspective and it it really changed um the course of the business and it it again changed our marriage Uh,
3: because we were in alignment with um, a purpose and a goal and um and i know we'll talk about uh, our relocations uh, but um it gives us focus as to uh how we can be of service uh, in whatever situation we we find ourselves in. Yeah. Um, From my side, um, I recognize that I was grieving differently than Nancy. And as a guy, as I mentioned, you know, we we tend to hold a lot of those things in. Like you said, be strong. Um, uh, And there there are myths about grieving, Um, you know, uh, do it uh, on your own, uh, be strong, uh, be there for the other person. Um, uh, and those are just a, a couple. But um, uh, I realized that uh, there was a need to uh, work with men who had a broken heart. Wow. And um, one of the things that the grief recovery method – does, the Beef Recovery Institute, Uh, is a uh, program that started over 40 years ago, Uh, gee, just about the time (laughs) we got together. Um, And um, um, it was started by an engineer. Uh, My background is in engineering and and architecture. And uh, uh, what appealed to me was the way to break down uh, the instances of grief that happen over the course of your life mm-hmm. it, uh, because they can't accumulate. And, um, um, and if you don't have the tools to um, work on it, it's just like a mechanic or, or um, they use the analogy, I'm going to paint this room with a hammer and a screwdriver. Okay. The result is probably not going to give you what you want. And so, uh, having the tools in your tool belt, you know, um, and we don't. Um, so our society doesn't deal well with with the subject of grief. It is one of those things that uh, turn people off and um, I turn away from because they're uncomfortable. And when you're uncomfortable with your feelings, as Nancy says, um, uh, you. we have learned to turn uh, toward that instead of turning away because there's something, there's a nugget of truth there that needs to uh, have a light shine on it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So, wow. Wow, Dan. (laughs) Just wow. And, you know, I've heard your story before, but each time I hear it, I am just amazed um, at, at the journey you know, the journey as a whole. And one of the things that you guys talked about is being in alignment and purpose and living, living for Lita and living for yourselves. And and that's what I want to talk about now as you've made that journey. And I, I, I if you're listening and you have a question and you're live with us, then definitely, please, please, uh, if you have a question, you know, I'm, I'm sure we can answer it here. But moving to the living, Part. Mm-hmm. And uh, you talked about having a new yes. grandchild, a uh, first one, right? First one. Yeah. Oh
2: my gosh, yes. amazing.
0: And yes. I just can't believe the story. We cannot leave without you telling this story because I think it goes to number one, doing the work, getting help wherever you need to get some help, and then doing the work. And then number two, putting that work into action. Uh, can tell us a little bit about just your other son, the new grandbaby, and the story that you guys are just living and rocking it out. I mean, I, I'm like, hashtag goals in
2: life. <laughs> Nancy. Uh,
1: hashtag be like Ben and Nancy. <laughs> All right.
2: Well, I had a huge surprise when I met Aria for the first time. Well, we, she was born at the end of July. We rented an RV and drove up there. I drove up here from, from Raleigh being safe in COVID time and all that. Uh, so we, we met her in the middle of August. We were there for two weeks. And when I met her, I, my heart just broke open with happiness and joy. And I just, what I realized is that if I had not met my grief journey the way that I did, that my heart, I was talking about the protective layers of feelings, around, uh, 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 protective layers around my heart so I couldn't feel yeah. I had not met my grief journey the way that I did. I would not have been able to welcome Aria into my heart in the way that I did. And that just, wow! I still, I still get chills when I tell that story because it's, it's huge. You know, it's, it's just so huge. And after we got home from meeting her, we both looked at each other and we said, we have got to be a part of her life. We cannot let her grow up without knowing us. We want to know her so. That was at the beginning of September. We made the decision to sell our house in Raleigh and to move to St. Paul, which is 15 minutes from our, our son's house and his family. And everything fell into place. Yes, we had hurdles, but within three months of deciding to sell our house, we were here and almost settled. So it was a decision. It was like a choiceless decision. Yeah. There was no questioning it, but we initially thought, well, maybe we'll start making this, this these changes, and it'll happen next year. And then all of a sudden, here we are.
3: <laughs> Why waste the time, you know? Um, and I think that was another lesson that we learned by putting your energy and focusing it. Um, amazing things can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same thing with with grief. Um, you're not ready to deal with grief until you're ready to deal with grief. Mm-hmm. We can't make a person do the work. Yeah. Um, but once you've made that decision and you put the effort towards it, amazing things can happen. And, wow. and, and the healing and the, uh, as Nancy mentioned, um, living the life that you're meant to live mm-hmm. and, and not being stuck, mm-hmm. not being... Um, uh, having your life compressed into that um um role that into something that doesn't serve you.
1: yeah that doesn't serve you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. wow I, I I like the don't waste time you know don't waste time. and you know I can tell what you guys are doing is that alignment because Nancy when you were telling your story and just lit up. He just lit up like a Christmas tree. So I was like, yeah, that, that's alignment right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I can only imagine the craziness that happened between um, <laughs> one meeting your granddaughter for the first time, spending the time that you did with her, coming back home, and then looking and being like, oh no, we got to go. We gotta How long had you been living in your house in Raleigh, North Carolina before you decided to go to St. Paul, Minnesota?
2: 13 years. Wow. So we had a lot of stuff to get rid of. You know, I, I, we had three weeks to get ready for our open house. A house sold in a weekend. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So
0: it was meant to be, it was like, even though you had hurdles, and I think that's something good that we can leave with, with our, our listeners as well, is even though when you make a decision, you're in alignment, you're in purpose, you're together, there doesn't mean that there are not going to be hurdles or obstacles, right. that, you, but you get through them together.
3: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. This has been amazing. We've got to bring you guys back. I'm just letting you know, because you're one of my favorite couples. Yes. Um, have always been from day one. And Nancy, I think, Nancy, Dan, I think we've known each other for years. I can say years now with an S on yes. top of that. Yes. And we've traveled around the U.S. together, different yes. places we have. And um, I just thank you, number one, for coming on to the More Than I Do podcast. You know, for me and Derek, it was really about it's it's an area that we don't talk about a lot of marriage. You know, it's a it's a taboo area. Mm-hmm. Dan, you had something to say?
3: Well, and yeah, and it happens. Um, you can't avoid it. Um, uh, when I work with people, I, I start with simple things. You know, it's like the. Um, when I was a, a little guy playing playing. Um, baseball, you know, uh, with, um, uh, you know, a little league team, the, um, um, that championship game that, uh, you know, we, we didn't win. We, we weren't the champions and I carried that. I carried that for a long time. You know, um, it's, it's one of those simple little ridiculous things, but when I started doing the work, it was like, oh yeah, you know, that was something or, um, another one that people um, experience is the loss of a pet mm. How attached do you get to uh, you know one of your little fur buddies
2: yeah.
3: and um, and you could carry that and, and you know we need we need to be aware of it we need to put those tools in our tool belts so that when things like that happen you've got um, something to turn to
1: mm-hmm. and,
2: you know, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's very important because you're you're right. Um, I I remember when um, I got laid off in corporate America, Mm -hmm. you know, that was grief that I didn't even realize I had either because I was like, oh, it's a job. I'll go find another job. But I had been there so long, my identity was wrapped in the job, into that job. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, your identity was wrapped up and then your identity changed. So there's mm-hmm. grief in that. You know, I, mm-hmm. um, Anytime our life doesn't go the way that we wanted it to, there can be grief. Look at all the grief that there was with, with COVID. In, initially not being able to get go out for coffee with a friend. There's mm-hmm. grief there. Mm-hmm. It sounds minor, but it's not. And, and if we don't have, like Dan said, tools to meet it, 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 it gets those layers of protection around it and, and it, 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 it it they accumulate right wow right. wow
3: and it's like you're you're stuck you know it, it's an immovable you know barrier and you, you just have to learn how to um disassemble it and move forward
0: right. wow. wow tell us tell us how can people get in touch with you if they're if they're in in anything whether it's the COVID, whether it's that pet from a long time ago and now they won't let their kids have any pets because they're holding on to the grief that they have or they won't be in Little League or they, they act a certain way in Little League games because of the grief and, and there's something that's deeper inside. How do they How do they get in touch with you, Nancy and Dan?
2: Uh, they can go to our website, which you had up there, uh, uh, www.beingwithgrief.com. We have a contact information there, we're on Facebook. Being with you can send us a message. We're there. Um, we are, we, we're out there. We, we will answer. Yeah. Um, we answer within, you know, an hour. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for
0: being on today. I'm going to talk to just the the couples that are listening, the couples in business. I'm telling you. You, when you go through so much individually, and then you come together as a, with a partner, come together as one, but there's the individual individual journeys going on, as well as the couple journey going on. And if there's anything there where you need to want to talk to, don't know what to do, or as Dan said, you're just trying to get that started, and that you just can't get going in the right direction, or you have that box on the shelf that he talked about or like Nancy talked about just stifled inside where I don't want to be bothered with anybody. I'm going to encourage you to reach out to Dan and Nancy with being with grief. Let me just tell you, you cannot meet two of the most loving warm and don't let them fool you today. They're mild and mannered today, (laughs) but don't let them fool you. I'm telling you when they live life, they live life. And if you don't know by just looking at each other and saying, we got to move and then making it happen, that should tell you something about them. Dan and Nancy, thank you so much for being on today.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank
0: you well. Thank you, Julie. It's been a lot thank you. If you want to, if you're not a part of the more than I do uh community, then definitely go to ww.more
1: than I do dot life or follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn
0: at More Than I Do
1: Podcast. Podcast that's right.
0: That's where we are. You could also catch this on Spotify. We are on Spotify
1: and other platforms where you get your podcast. So look us up.
0: Look us up. Definitely. Thank you so much for being with us. Hope to see you back with us again. And if no one told you, we're going to tell you, we absolutely love you. Yes, we do. And we'll see you next time. Take care. See you
1: soon. Bye.